And when you think about women going through menopause are not old, the average age is 51. I mean, that's the likes of JLo and Michelle Obama, right? This is not an old woman. We are contributing greatly to society at this age. We, we have so much wisdom, so many contributions to give to you know society and it needs to be celebrated. Hello out there. I'm Maria Sansone and welcome to another episode of Mom to Mom, the podcast. I am so glad you are with me today because we are diving into a topic that quite frankly, after all of these years in television, I don't think I've spent much time on at all. Maybe two minutes tops because it's a topic that often has a stigma around it and people don't love talking about. And the topic is, without further ado, menopause. And before you go, listen, this is not for me. I am not in menopause. Here's the deal. There are things that may be happening in your body right now that just feel a little off and you may not realize that it is actually the early stages of menopause. Women in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and then when menopause eventually hits are all feeling things that could be related to hormones. I mean, hormones affect everything, guys. So I think you will enjoy this conversation. Today, I'm sitting down with Sally Miller. She is going to help us get a better understanding of what menopause is, why people are so uncomfortable talking about it in a day and age when we talk about everything, and what we can do as women to take back control of our health and hormones, which control everything. Sally has quite the resume. She is an extremely successful businesswoman and most recently the co-founder of Womaness, which is a line of products meant to give women back what they deserve. So here is my very candid conversation about menopause with Sally Miller. Sally, how are you? Welcome to mom to mom Good to see you. Nice to meet you. Thank you for having me on. So we have a big conversation ahead of us today about menopause and perimenopause and all of these other things. Um, but before we get to that, let's take a step back because your resume is so impressive. It seems mm-hmm. like you've had nine lives in this career <laughs> of yours. So kind of like take us through the twists and turns that got you to you where you are right now. Yeah, no, it's been an exciting career, many, many decades. Um, I, after graduation from college at University of Wisconsin-Madison, um, I joined Target headquarters and um, really enjoyed my 20, almost 25-year career there. Wow. Um, and, you know, learned a lot about, you know, consumer behavior and retail and brand building and women um, so just had an amazing career in merchandising and marketing there um, and really helped, you know, bring in affordable design to the masses. That was a big part of my role there. So bringing in a lot of the designers that made Target very famous. So I blame you for um, when I go in to buy Q-tips and then I spend $200. Well, um, me and a lot of other people. Tops. Yes, we created a lot of uh, just the, the fun, you know, retail therapy, right? And it was an incredible career, but I decided to really pursue my entrepreneurial spirit and leave Target. And my goal was to really move to the brand side of the business. So I left 11 years ago, 
and started my own business. My last, uh, I guess, five years was really working closely with the, the founders of Who What Where, Catherine and Hillary, to help them take Who What Where, which is an amazing fashion media company, and turn it into a very successful line of product. And we launched at Target. Um, so all roads lead back to Target. So we launched Fashion Line in 2016, and then um, actually built that into a very successful line, expanded it internationally into retail in the UK and Europe, and then helped incubate a, a clean skincare brand called Burst, which is also available at Target. So just had a variety of like brand building um, experiences. And that really led me in a way to create Woman S. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about you're the co-founder of Woman S. Tell us about what that is, and then we can really dive into our big topic today. Well, Woman S is really all about modernizing menopause through products, information, and inspiration. And it's really built out of my own personal experience through menopause, as well as my co-founder's experience through her 40s. She's almost 50. And between the two of us, we've both experienced a lot of things, but my own personal experience through menopause is very common. I think it's a very common story that a lot of women nod their head and say, oh my gosh, I had the same sort of experience. And that was, you know, I didn't really realize what I was experiencing was related to menopause. I, mm -hmm. I had, you know, symptoms that are very common, like, you know, vaginal dryness and painful sex and, you know a lot of other, you know, not health threatening, you know, symptoms, but annoying symptoms. Um, so I found myself actually at a doctor's appointment at the Mayo Clinic, and I must have been brutally honest on like an intake form. And the doctor was gracious, you know, basically reassured me I was not alone. And she said, you know, here's some product for you to try. I went home that night and looked at the product list that she had recommended. And that's really when I had like that aha moment that I need to start this brand <laughs> because the product was really outdated. And this is no disrespect to her taste level. It was really the best that she could find in the market. You know, the product looked like it was kind of designed by men and it was, it didn't seem like the formulations were made with clean ingredients. And that was really my moment of thinking, wow, I need to tackle this space. Here I've been working on brands in fashion and beauty for women, usually millennials. And I knew that there was just so many women like myself that wanted, you know, a modern approach to menopause. In a world where we have so much access to information at our fingertips, mm -hmm. why is it that you didn't know what these symptoms were? Why is it that there isn't that much information out there as it pertains to menopause? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many books you know, there's incredible books out there on menopause. I bought several of them when I was going through it. I think what it comes down to, and I think your question is really a smart question. Women do not have time to pour through all these books. They want information at their fingertips. They want it from trusted resources. They also want to get information from their friends and almost their community around them. And that's what's really been lacking. Like yeah. menopause has been such a taboo topic and most women don't feel comfortable talking about it. When you think about what millennials are going through with fertility or the period space, women are more open of talking about that. 
But menopause is really that next taboo topic that, you know, we're on a mission to really break and open up the conversation. I also there's think so many taboo topics. Yeah, it's absolutely. always for women, right? We're always the ones that are masking right, exactly. that are going exactly. on, uh, whether it be, like you said, the initial period and menstrual cycle or miscarriage, even I've noticed a right. lot of people become a lot more forthcoming about that yeah, infertility, absolutely. all these things were kind of blowing the lid off of it. Right. And a pause, not so much yet. So I'm really right. glad that you are doing this. Did you find there were roadblocks because of the taboo nature of it when you started your business? You know, there's, I think most women, when they hear the mission of our company and how we're really trying to help women and provide these, these solutions and the education, they become so excited. They even say like, hallelujah, someone finally has to tackle this space. Our biggest challenge is just getting the word out. And so we really appreciate opportunities like this because we're really trying to build awareness for this, you know, reach women. And, you know, we can't just reach women through digital or social media. We really have to reach women through storytelling and give examples and make women feel comfortable and open up about this conversation. But I think overall, there's been such a receptivity to menopause in this conversation. A lot of people are curious about, were men receptive? You must have pitched fundraising to men and men have been hugely supportive of us. So I don't think it's a gender situation. I think it's just overall, you know, just opening up the conversation and getting also the media to talk more about it. Um, celebrities to talk more about it. I think there's such a correlation between menopause and aging. And when you think about women going through menopause are not old, the average age is 51. I mean, that's the likes of JLo and Michelle Obama, right? This is not an old woman. We are contributing greatly to society at this age. We, we have so much wisdom, so many contributions to give to, you know, society and it needs to be celebrated. So I think there's been a lot of receptivity to what we're doing. And we're really creating a movement. We're at the very beginning. We're only a year into this. And um, I think it's going to look very different in the next five years. So you mentioned women starting menopause, and I'm sure the ages can vary, but you mentioned yeah. 51 and you said, that's not old. You know, I'm yeah. wondering if are women starting menopause earlier or did we just perceive, you know, menopause as a kind of grandmother thing, the thing that happened to our grandparents or something like that. And we just perceive them to be so much older than the modern day 50 year old or 60 year old. I don't know if there's any scientific proof that menopause is happening earlier. And I want to quote my doctor that I work with from the Mayo Clinic because we, we, we were at an event and she was asked that very question and that's how she responded. However, I do think that women are starting to recognize the symptoms of menopause and therefore they know that they're starting to you know, because of the publicity about, you know, perimenopause, they're starting to recognize that maybe they are going through it, um, the first stage, which is what we call perimenopause. So I think there's more awareness. I do think that because of breast cancer, a lot of women are put into premature menopause. So that's obviously can be very devastating for women too, because they're, they can be in their twenties and thirties and start to go wow. through menopause. Wow. So there's just a lot more, I would say research and awareness around menopause and the symptoms, but there's a lot more 
that we have to do. There's still a complete lack of research um, overall and a lot of opportunities to just, you know, really make sure that women are aware that yeah. what they're going through is really directly related to menopause. So what are some of these signs that we should be looking for? Because women are reporting some of the signs and symptoms of menopause much earlier than maybe we ever anticipated. Right, like right. you said, 20s, 30s, certainly 40s, which, whoa, I'm there. <laughs> when did that happen? Yeah, I know it <laughs> like, creeps up on you. You take fast, a nap and you it? wake up and you're like, oh yeah, I'm 40. I guess we can have this conversation. But what are some of those signs and symptoms? For you, you weren't even... You, you you kind of like blow things off a lot. We do, right? right. One thing happens, exactly. you don't actually, you don't all put it together. Right. You're busy. You know, many of us are working, we're moms, and you're not thinking about your own health uh, right. top on your list. And I think that's such a huge priority, right? Had I thought about my own health and taken more control of it. So I knew that I was experiencing changes. So for me, it was like erratic periods. A lot of women start to just have like, they'll miss a period. They'll even think they're pregnant, but they're really not. They're actually going through the start of perimenopause. For me, my skin changed dramatically. I used to have very oily skin and now I have super dry skin. So a lot of women start to feel like because you, you're dropping an estrogen and your skin starts to thin out because of that drop in estrogen, that's when your skin really starts to change. And it's not just on your face, it's all over your body. And that's what leads to like the vaginal dryness and painful sex because you're, you're losing, you know, estrogen, which really does protect that area. A lot of women complain about sleep interruption. They might start to get a little bit of hot flashes or night sweats too. Every menopause experience is different. Every woman has a unique experience. And that's why, you know, we chose to offer 13 products out of the gate because we wanted to make sure women had enough options and that the product was affordable so that it can mix and match, you know, solutions based on their symptoms. And so if there's, you know, women out there listening, saying, you know what, this sounds like me, I do right. have some Absolutely. of these things where do you go from there? I mean, it's bound to happen to all of us one day, but is it a situation where you contact your doctor? Is there anything you can do to get ahead of things? Yeah. I mean, I think that for sure, you know, becoming more informed online, you know, there's so many different, not only our site, womanist.com, but you know, I know the Mayo Clinic offers um, really, really great content online, everyday health. I mean, there's just a lot of different even communities that are popping up for women to check out um, and get more informed. But I also think early on, make sure you have the right doctor. You know, so many women say that their OBGYN that really helped deliver their children once they get into menopause they're really not the right doctor, you know, and I think I'm so lucky that I have access to the Mayo Clinic as an example, but a lot of women are very frustrated with their, their own, you know, even medical support because a lot of doctors are not even trained in menopause. Um, and this mm -hmm. is something that Michelle and I, my co-founder and I really learned about once we got into creating the brand, we were shocked to learn that so many doctors don't even learn about menopause in men's school. 
And so, you know, and we empathize with, with women that they, they're really frustrated with their, with their own doctor. I would say women have found more success with a nurse practitioner and getting answers that way. But I, I do really encourage women early on to, you know, start having those conversations with their own, with your own doctor to get better prepared for menopause. And because it has been historically such a taboo topic, it can be difficult to be forthcoming with your doctor on something, on some of these things that feel so private or maybe even embarrassing. As always, we have to be our own advocates and not be afraid to say the different things that we're feeling. Hormones obviously are a huge part of this conversation, if not the main thing. Right. And hormones are something that you know, people, women in their 20s and 30s should certainly be paying attention to, too. I mean, with migraines and birth control and even weight, I mean, it plays into our skin, you know, plays into somebody. So for the younger women out there, um, what are some things that they should even be paying attention to? Yeah, I mean, I think it is really becoming more educated about the role of hormones, especially as you as you start to age, as as you approach this perimenopause, and not being afraid to early on have those conversations with your doctor about hormone replacement therapy. Even though our all of our product is hormone free, we are advocates of HRT or hormone replacement therapy. There's been so much myths around HRT that it's really harmful and it can cause cancer. And um, there's been a lot of doctors and studies in recent years proving that's not the case. So we really do want to encourage women, and we have a great article on our blog about HRT, but we really want to encourage women to explore that early on as an option because your, your doctor, most doctors are now really informed around HRT And a lot of women have found a lot of success with using HRT. So we've covered a lot of ground here (laughs) and you have done, like we said in the beginning, so many different things with your career. And now you're really focusing on women and their health. Um, Having done all of this, what do you hope that your impact will be and in this conversation? Yeah. I mean, we really want to open up the conversation. You know, as I said, I think it's going to change in the next five years as millennial women age into menopause. Women that age are not going to hide it under the carpet, so to speak. This is going to be an open conversation. It won't be a taboo topic. And, you know, we really just want to to open up the conversation and really empower women to make sure that they're taking charge of their own health and getting the answers that they need, whether it's information online, whether it's products, but also, as I mentioned, just better medical care as well as they go through menopause. Because again, so many women don't become informed until they're really in it. And that was my, again, my own personal experience. And I think a lot of women don't even understand that it can also lead to more severe health risks down the road, like osteoporosis or heart health. And, you know, we play a role in that is really opening up the conversation, educating women around menopause and society at large, and really getting, you know, retailers behind this, really getting the media behind it, so that the story is just more out there. And hopefully at one point, you know, making sure that, you know, influential women like celebrities feel more comfortable talking about it as well. And we're not there yet. Oh, no, we're not there yet. 
especially with, I think, actresses that, you know, are under pressure to come across much younger than they really are. So I think secretly they're willing to talk about it, but I think it's hard to go out and really openly talk about it. I mean, there's definitely a few that are. Um, Selma Hayek has been really open about it. Michelle Obama, obviously, but she's not an actress, but she's open about it. So it's, it's starting to change, but I think we still have a long ways to go. We have a long way to go. Yeah. This is a great start. I have been yes, in this business you. a long time and I have never spent more than two minutes on the topic. So here we are devoting an entire half hour show to thank you, menopause and no, thank yeah. you. And even perimenopause is, right. I, I hadn't even heard that term. So right. I think this is great. I think what you're doing is wonderful. So thank you so much for being here. Please let us know where people can find you if they want information on any of these things. Yeah, well, womanist.com and my womanist on Instagram and Facebook. And we do have a private Facebook group called the After Party because everyone has more fun at the after party. And that's a really great group for, it's just community and it's fun. We try to laugh, obviously share information. We also have experts that are speaking. So it's a great private Facebook group to join as well. So we love a good after party. Thank you so thanks, much. Maria. Thanks so much. All right, everybody, that's a wrap for this episode of Mom to Mom, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. You can catch Mom to Mom, the TV show, if you are in the New England area on NBC 10 Boston on Mondays at 1130 a.m. And in the meantime, you can also binge a whole bunch of Mom to Mom episodes wherever you find your podcast. We have so many conversations up there. In the meantime, have a great, great day. And I will, I'll see you next week right here on Mom to Mom.